And we've kicked off. Uh, big up all the Irish listeners, Welsh, English, Scottish, places, Scottish, African, <laughs> West African. Ca- oh, the missus is setting off the fire alarm. It's all going off at my house. <laughs> she's only making toast and she's burning down the house. It is the play on poker. <laughs> That is mad bustles. Anyway, forgive us, listeners. Listen, it's all going off in the in, in the household. Uh, I go by the name of Ben English. Uh, thank you for listening. Check us out on all podcast platforms. Don't forget, we've got Beer Up and Banner as well every other week and the football podcast that you're now listening to. Get involved. Um, myself, Ben, and we've also got our co-host, Ash. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on, people? Good, good. good. And we've got Cow as well in the wing, making everything work. It's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. How you guys? Hope you had a good weekend and a good week. And then we've got a very special guest, which I'm going to pass it off to Ash to introduce. My guy. So, yeah, we work together. Um, he is definitely my favourite, favourite Irishman in all of the world. Robbie Keeman second. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is my guy, Paddy, a.k.a. David. Welcome. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, boys. Thank you. Wicked. Cool, man. Um, just how, how do you know each other? Just to give some history, I know you said off air, uh, Paddy, but how, how, how do you know Ash and, and the context behind why you are on today? Yeah, so me and Ash work together in East London. We both work with young people who sort of have difficult circumstances, trying to get them to crack on with their education and into employment. So I work closely with Ash um, over there for about four years. And yeah, chats about that. So I said to him, get me on this podcast. I, I like what you guys are doing. So. <laughs> I said, get me on. I did ask for a Zidane special, so maybe that's coming soon. We'll that <laughs> oh yeah, we can we can talk about Zezu definitely, definitely. I, I, we'll have to sort that out. We'll have to sort, or maybe to see how the conversation goes towards the end of the podcast, we can throw it in. And just for the um, just for the listeners' purposes, what is your team? And if you could sum up your team season in three words so far, so how the season's been going so far? Yeah, I so, uh, support West Ham, and uh, the three words would just be typical West Ham. That's that's us, man. The most chaotic club going into a season, bar Man United, probably. Um, some 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 awful things going on, but then also some real like uh, glimpses of hope as well. And it's, I think it's the hope that kills you. So, um, looking forward to seeing our season pans out. Um, and excited to maybe see if we can get a couple of players from the Championship. Ben Rama linked again today. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But typical West Ham, no, nothing's easy as a West Ham fan. Would you would you have it any other way? Would you prefer some sort of stability, mid-table mediocrity, or are you quite happy to uh, be flying one minute and then be be crying the next? Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind the um, the up and downness of a club. I think other clubs have that in the league. I would just like a bit more stability all round. So I look at a club like maybe like Southampton um, or mm-hmm. someone like Leicester. They just seem to have a structure in place that works. And some seasons you finish seventh, others you finish thirteenth. But there's always sort of a a plan in place. I just feel like West Ham lack that. There seems to be no, no sort of structure or planning involved. It's like it's hopeful. Everything's hopeful. Yeah, it's been a crazy five years for you guys, man. Like mm. obviously the big move to the Olympic Stadium. If you could have, like, if you could go back in time, would you have wanted to stay at Upton Park? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's, it's a game of such small margins um, that whatever advantage you have, you have to maximise it. And I feel like Upton Park was an advantage that we maximised really well. Um, don't get me wrong, like, it's so much easier to get to the London Stadium. Like Your seat's so much more comfy, all of that sort of thing. But in terms of the match day experience for both the fans, but I always think teams who come and play there, it's not the same. It's too easy. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I went to uh, the West Brom FA Cup game last season. Oh, I was at that as well. I was oh. at that as well. And I went, I went with some fans, like mate. I went with my mate who's West Ham, one mate who's Spurs, one mate who doesn't like football, um, <laughs> or doesn't doesn't know about football. And it was, it was, I don't know, it was like the Emirates early days because it was so it was so far attached from the game, and the fans were all over the gaff. Yeah. And then obviously you had Slav and Billich returning, and it was just a bit. I felt for you guys at the day, mate. I mean, I was laughing, but I was a bit upset for you guys. And, and, they, was it, and they popped us off the park that day. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I did. think their centre mid this day, this is what killed me. Their centre mid that day was Gareth Barry and Chris Brunt. So, like, <laughs> like, they were like two solid pros, but with a combined age of about 78. And they just, like, yeah, yeah they just popped us off the park. That was, that was a hard day. I took my nephews that day trying to get them, like, don't support Man United, support a London <laughs> club. I took them to that. And it was, yeah, they're, they're still Man United fans. <laughs> <laughs> So, but so, <clears throat> just to turn around recently, just we'll, we'll quickly go over last weekend's results. But you had a good get, you had a good result against Wolves, and then obviously the the Leicester one, which no one yeah. saw. A lot of people's acabuster, and uh, with David Moyes away from home, new formation away from the team, and a new, new formation switch up seems that West Ham are turning the corner. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we've recruited well when we have signed players, and I think that's what Moyes' point has been the whole time. He doesn't need bodies; he needs quality, and I think. Stuchek coming in has been big. I think we're seeing the best of Bowen now as well mm-hmm. and, and getting a system that works for them. Um, Moyes can set up a team up to defend. I think everyone knows that. But I think we look so good now on the counter-attack with Antonio leading the line. Mm-hmm. Bowen off of him. Nows has come into a bit of form as well. Um, Masuaku gives you so, such an outlet down the left that Cresswell doesn't give you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. That, that's the glimpses. Um that are coming through. And if you add, like I said, if we had Ben Rama into that mix, West Ham fans love a Maverick. Do you know what I mean? Like we had like the Canio and Pae. If we can get a player like that to get to get the fans really on side, I think think it could be a yeah, maybe like a top twelve season for us, hopefully. Yeah, good luck, good luck, good luck. Obviously, and then I mean we won't go through all the fixtures from last weekend uh, but the biggest ones that stood out and this is like Ash obviously you can get your laugh you now uh, Man, <laughs> Man United losing 6-1 at home and, and Villa beating Liverpool 7-2 uh, at home Liverpool away so Ash what do you think was the biggest upset or the mm. biggest like banner Villa Villa 100% 100% i tell you the reason why because if you've just seen United lose 6-1 Within two hours, how can you do even worse than that? Plus, what you've got to factor in is United had a player sent off. Um, Tottenham are a better side than Villa. Remember, Villa just about finished 17th last year. They've added Martinez. They've added a right back in cash. And they've added Ollie Watkins. A lot of that team that was playing last season is the same team that was playing this season. Um, Barkley as well. Barkley. Yeah, well, Barkley yeah. as well. But then you've got to factor in that Liverpool are the Premier League champions. They've got... Uh, they had an amazing um, defensive record last year. They're the team that, uh, and they had the opportunity to go five points clear of Man City as well. So to get beat seven by Villa, and it could have been more because remember, uh, Watkins hit the bar. Um, Barkley missed a couple of really good opportunities. Mm. It, like not like no banter. It could have been ten. It mm. actually could have been ten to Villa. And mm. yeah, they made a great start to the season, but no one should be holding seven at Villa Park except for Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a funny one. Uh, so I so I so I went to the um 
I think I said this on the live, on the Instagram live. Obviously, everyone that listens, you know, people want to chip in on a Sunday evening. They've been going live with fans to talk the talk. But I went to the pub with my uncle-in-law, like Andrew's uncle. They wouldn't let us sit in the football bit because it was packed and obviously social distancing. So I'm sitting having a pint with, and he's not a football man, so I'm having a few pints. And all I'm hearing is, yeah, ah! like every other minute, I'm thinking, flipping hell, what is going, what am I missing? I checked my phone and it was like, what was it at halftime? 4-1, 4-1. Four four one. One. And then, oh, that was ridiculous. And then the family were over, so I missed a bit of the Liverpool game. Oh no, that was it, it was going live mm. and uh, someone from your from your football team, Ash. Yeah. He was a Liverpool fan and he was sort of, this is before the game, this is before the Villa game and he was, he was saying, yeah, we'll turn them over and we'll get the result. But, what a wild weekend. Um, crazy. I think crazy. a combination of everyone being tired, the intense yeah. games, and no fans being there. It definitely yeah. plays a part. Definitely plays a part. I don't yeah. think these results would ever happen if you've got 40,000 fans, 60,000 fans there. You know, players are playing a lot more freely. And it's, just yeah. it's exciting, yeah. but the fans are not there making a difference. You know what's funny? I think, I think the 7-2 doesn't happen. But United have been beaten 6-1 at home before. City have done it. Um, so, I don't know. United are in a really bad state at the moment. Um, and it's, it was really weird in the sense of they went 1-0 up and then very quickly Tottenham got back, got ahead mm. in the game. And then that sending off, United just literally lost their head for a little while and then Tottenham mm-hmm. were able to pick them off. So, I actually think the Man United um, result could have happened with fans. The 7-2 does not happen at all. It just does not. It does not happen if there's fans there. And obviously, I like Tottenham this year, though. Yes, I remember they still got that goal to come. Yeah, I think if there's one, if there's one manager that will make the most of this situation, it's Mourinho. Mm. Like in terms of like preparing his players, and I think if you look at the Tottenham team now, they're they're sort of all between twenty five and thirty. Peak of their career, great opportunity. I think they look good, and they will, like you say, to come into that. I think Son is outstanding. Yeah. And I think if you've got Harry Kane, you've got a striker who's going to get you 30 goals. He's going to get 30 goals. And I don't think a lot of teams can match that for sort of firepower. Yeah. Looks like looks like he's going to get 20 odd assists as well. The way he's, the way <laughs> yeah. he's passing, he's looking like the best yeah. passer in, in, in the league at the minute. That, that Paddy, I'm glad you made that point, mate, because this leads us nicely onto sort of the transfers uh, and the transfer deadline day, but also we can speak about this because the West Ham first game back is against Spurs with Bell making his return. What's, what's your view on sort of Bell getting a... First of all, Paddy, what's your views on Bell returning to the league and then his chances against West Ham in the first games back after the international break? Oh, I love that he's back. I love it. I think you, we, want, we want to see the best players on match of the day on a Saturday night. Like You want to see... Um, Bale, he's a, he's a genuine superstar. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how much of the last sort of year at Real Madrid was injuries. He's being left out, or Ziza just didn't fancy him. Um, but I think he's coming with a bit of a point to prove. I genuinely think he'll look at that Tottenham team. I think Mourinho will get get under his skin and ride him up, and I think he could be, yeah, yeah, a very, a very, very good addition to the league. Unfortunately, to Tottenham. Um, mm. I feel like first game back, West Ham. I feel like it's a it's a nice game to come into in that mm. even with no fans, this it's a it's a big game. It's a big yeah. game. I, if anything, he's always been a big game player. So um, it, it'll come in. I think he's coming with a point to prove, and I'm looking forward to watching him this year. 
He's yeah, got a great record against West Ham as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored some absolute bangers against us, like some absolute bangers. Um, I just think as well, like uh, sometimes when British players go away, sorry, the Welsh, like Welsh players or English players or Scottish players go abroad, um, because we don't tune into other leagues um, as as a nation as well as some. I think we sort of forget how good some of these players are. Mm. Um, and, and Bale coming back, he's he's a genuine elite player yeah. he's, he's below he's below Ronaldo and Messi but and probably Neymar but he's on an on-form bail on the next level I think yeah I agree yeah he's, he's yeah I'd say he's just below that I'd, I'd say he's on par with Neymar like in terms of big game player and impactness you'd rather have him than maybe Neymar um, for what he's won and done and I've put him down as the, the greatest Welshman uh, ahead of Ryan Giggs uh, but that, but that opens. There we go. That's the type of conversation. That no, I, I agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I give. I give it to Bell. Hundred percent. I give it to Bell. No, I'll go Giggsy. I know. I think if if Gareth Bell would have played for a manager as good as Ferguson with some of those teams and played for over how many games was it? Six hundred or four or something ridiculous. Then we would see that from Bell. But it's it's an interesting conversation. Um, and then with no fans there makes a massive difference. I think, you know, Miles would just say, whoever's on bail, stick it on him, see if he still wants it or if his mind's still on the uh, still on the golf course and just put it on him because uh, I'd be looking if he could catch him. And I think, you know, keep Antonio fit in that game as well because he's everything for West Ham. Yeah. His speed of thinking and the story of his rise up through the lower leagues and his graft and then get coming back from injury again and again. I'd love to see him with the England set up. Um, wasn't quite to be um, just moving on key deals over deadline day uh, some of these I'm just going to throw these out from the, the key ones and then Ash if you just want to interject and we can, we can go from there we've got Man United signing Edison Cavani uh, seemed like a bit of a unique purchase we've got Thomas Party we all like to party welcome to the party welcome um, to the party it's taken, <laughs> it's taken about when did they start watching him about 2014 Arsenal were monitoring him yeah. like, over the years and then they've finally gotten their man that's behind Atletico Madrid's back we've got uh, Fulham sign Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Theo Walcott going to Southampton on loan that was quite Leeds, nice Leeds bringing in Rafa Rafina is that? yeah Rafa, Rafa, that's a great name and then I'm really interested in this one Ben Godfrey joining mm. from yeah yeah from Norwich um, just Ash I mean you may want to jump on the party bus um, <laughs> I, I just uh, I've come up with this. This is why I'm number ten, baby. This creative no look passes. This listen, he was about? he he was the guy we needed. Um, yeah, a lot's been said. I'll probably I think we'll we, we'll talk a bit more about him in the future. Um, we haven't had a player who's a defined DM since really Gilberto Silva. I know people say, oh, you know Patrick Vieira, but Gilberto Silva was our defined DM. Mm. Um, so if he can kind of come in do that job, um. And I think if it's him, Sabayos, I'm not really into Granite Jacker as much as he's done well. I think him and Sabayos can make a really nice partnership that's, that provides the base of what we need to do because we do lack a bit of creativity and we do lack a bit of skill. So once that's kind of um, sorted, then that's fine. I actually think Edison Cavani isn't a bad, bad signing. I just think he went to the wrong club in Manchester. I think City need a striker more than United do. Mm. And actually, it would have made a bit more sense for him to take Cavani because, remember, Gabriel Jesus um, has, has had his injuries. Aguero seems to be fighting back from injuries consistently. 
they need another striker. Mm. Um, so I actually think the big deal that would have made a bit more sense is if he went to the blue half of Manchester rather than the red. Yeah, that's an interesting one because City are without a striker and at the minute them playing sort of Sterling up the middle up is not quite work. Mm. Well, it does work, but at the minute it's not been working. I know they used that against Man United last season and absolutely mm. tore him to shreds. They couldn't figure it out. That was probably down to Solskjaer's naivety, but that's an interesting purchase. Um, Paddy, any of those transfers that sort of took your fancy? Yeah, the one, the one I liked then was the the left-back United, Tellez. Yeah. Um, I... I I think United are easy to play against because their fullbacks offer nothing going forward. Um, and I think Luke Shaw has had his time. His broken leg seems like a lifetime ago for him to still be saying that's really... I think, I think if he can provide an attacking threat for United down the left, I think that gives them a new dimension. Yeah. Um, so that would be the one to keep an eye on. Set-piece specialist as well. Um, yeah, worth keeping an eye on that one, I think. Yeah. So um, lots of movement, even though sort of it's been a bit of a... Bit of a slow one by by usual standards, and and then what was interesting um, was the fact that all this money was spent, yet the lower leagues are now facing a financial crisis with no fans coming back. Um, and I know in other countries they're starting to, to trickle fans in. Um, so you know, on one hand, it's good to see players moving, but on the others, outside the Prem, it's a bit heartbreaking to see that they're not getting any support yet. Mm. So we should. They've now. I know we might touch upon this a bit later on, but they've now. They're now going to do pay per view for games. Yeah, um, well, we can talk. We'll talk on it now, man, because yeah. it's, it's it's an interesting point. Gone. Yeah, sorry. It's mad. Like they're going to charge fourteen ninety five for a ninety minute Premier League game um, on box office through BT Sport and Sky Sports. And apparently, out of the twenty teams, only Leicester opposed it. Which means that the club just want to get as much money back, which I understand. We spoke about finances last time, in a sense that clubs are losing a lot of money with um, fans not being there. But fourteen ninety five is a lot of money for one Premier League game. Mm. Like I just think it's just it's too much. If it was a fiver, maybe, but it's just it's really really poor from 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 my standpoint. I don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, Paddy, what's your what's your views on the sort of pay pay per view for one game? Yeah, I, th- I think like it's. It's shocking. I think now, t- I think a now TV pass is usually a tenner anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to watch, get a twenty-four hour pass or a weekend pass, it's a tenner. That's I also true. think those games are available free around the world anyway. It's only in the UK where they're not sh- yeah. they're not showing to the free um, blackout things, right? So mm-hmm. it's not that they haven't already made money from those games selling it internationally. So then to penalise UK fans, yeah, I-, I feel it's a it's a bit it's a bit liberty when we've just seen the sort of transfer f- fees we've seen paid. To then start charging fans that, I think that's a bit out of order. 100. Cal, I don't know, Cal, Cal, I'll bring you in because I know you stream a lot of football, you watch a lot of football. What's your views on sort of the pay per view setup? Yeah, I'm, I'm agreed with the guys, man. It is absolutely shocking. You know, other countries have great services where you can get football either for free or for cheap. And Paddy's 100% right. The broadcasters in the UK are selling the rights to these other countries. They don't need to sell it onto us. So it does feel like we're paying a premium for something we shouldn't have to. And uh, the Now TV, I think that was kind of the blueprint for like pay-per-view football services. Mm. And I think what's happened is, you know, these broadcasters have seen it works and they thought, well, maybe we can take a little piece of that boxing kind of pay-per-view model and mm. charge like 15, 20 quid per event. And yeah, it stinks, man. I don't like it. Not good, not good. Yeah, with the boxing, I mean, you're getting three or four fights and possibly the, the, the fights will last the full 
12, 10 or 12 rounds. Um, with this one, the Now TV used to be a couple games, wasn't it? It's was like a package. Mm. Um, and if you had a whip round with your mates, you could make something of it. I think they've missed the boat here. They could have done like a league pass like the NBA did um, or a team pass where you pay a subscription for your team, say West Ham or Arsenal, and you're getting exclusive coverage over the week, interviews, training uh, tactics, and then the actual game. And then you've got that for the season uh, rather than rather than just one-off games. And it's just going to just further push other streaming sites and piracy and bootlegging, you know, links. Because like, like, like Paddy was saying, the, the other countries around the world are getting all of this. We obviously get the 3pm blackout because of the culture of going to football on a Saturday, which would, which would be taken away if everyone could just stream it at home or in the pub. So not very good on the league's uh, part there. Just make it cheaper. Just, you know, everyone's hard up. Furloughs continuing. Um, another lockdown pending, especially in the north and other parts of England. So poor show there, not showing the fans the respect that they deserve for spending their hard-earned money and time travelling around the country and Europe and whatnot following their teams, man. Moving on, moving on, moving on. We've got, so we're a bit all over the place with the, with the news, but we'll just touch on the fixtures. Uh, we had, uh, what do you want to do, the results? So we'll do the fixtures coming up. Did anyone care about the, uh, the friendlies? Does anyone care about friendlies? I, I don't. I don't really watch international football like that. I, I saw the. I saw the, the highlights. So Grealish had a good game. Um, mm. Dominic Calvert Lewin continued his good run of form. Connor Cody got a goal, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's fair for him to get in. He's been a good. He's had a very good couple of seasons for Wolves. And centre back isn't exactly English English strongest point at the moment. So uh, especially recently, Maguire Maguire's done it. You know, I think you've got to give. There's so many other chances. Uh, Gomez, um, Mings, mm. maybe Smalling if he sort of yeah got a man at the minute. Um, yeah, I was happy to watch Saka. I watched the first half just because it was on in the background, and, and I was just watching Saka. I thought it was a bit tentative. Obviously, I wouldn't say he's nervous, but I don't know if the players trusted him as much, mm. and, and and the formation wouldn't usually allow him to to push on and overlap and then put balls in and whatnot. He had a, he had a chance towards the end. Um, yeah, but what's disappointing is that several players in different teams had to go into isolation because they came into contact with other players, whatnot. So it just messes up everyone's teams and fantasy teams going into the first week of returning to football. But we can talk about it. We've got England Belgium tonight. Um, does anyone see anything past the Belgium win? I know, I know, actually had a draw. Yeah, I think it'll be a draw. You know, like I just. I don't know, like Belgium, they're like they're good. They obviously drew. They won twelve games off on on the bounce. Um, they drew against the Ivory Coast. I just think England will somehow get something from the game. Like I, I think Belgium will be the better side, but I just think it will be a draw. Like England still have a number of assets that can score lots of goals. Like, um, and Belgium, some of their defenders are maybe not as sharp as they used to be. So, yeah, I'd put I'd put down a draw. That's what I've got down at the moment. Interesting. I'll say, but I think I think a, a Belgium win. Um, I don't like England playing the three at the back. I don't think it suits the strengths of what they've got in the squad. I think they need to play four three three. And I think if they go into that game three five two, I think they'll I think they'll get turned over. Should be should be interesting to see. Yeah, we got France Portugal. Um, the other standout game we got um, France looking decent the other day. I know they put like seven or so past. 
Andorra or someone average, was it? But um, and then Giroud, Giroud getting up there, man. Giroud getting numbers. You know, he yeah. doesn't have to score. He doesn't have to score to win a World Cup medal, but uh, he's still banging in. I think his first goal as he took was decent. And um, yeah, lovely finish. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's keeping he's keeping Tammy on his toes uh, at Chelsea, and he offers a lot for that France team. Obviously, with the runners they've got. Um, Mad that he's you know he's on, he's on course to sort of catch up with Thierry Henry's scoring record, but um, France Portugal this is a good one obviously Ronaldo and Co uh, chipping in I can't see past the France I think this would be more likely to be a draw but France could edge it. The strength of that, that French team is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, in every position it is like French football is in a very good place I think for the ne- next ten years. Like comfortably, and that Cam- Camavinga, he is unreal. That is a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, he's scored as well, didn't he? He scored. Yeah, he opened the Yeah, he, he just looks unbelievable. So every time I look at that French team, like I think in that friend, it was Romania the other night, wasn't it? They didn't start a number of players who will probably start tonight, and I still thought that team would beat most teams. And, yeah, and you, you trade. They yeah. did um when they won the World Cup, they done a team of people who couldn't play or wasn't in the squad. And that squad that that team would probably have got to the semi-finals. <laughs> it was stupid. Like they've got so much quality. It is it, it, it's just it's just mad. And um I it's weird though, because Portugal, their first eleven is very strong. Mm. Like is 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 they've really come a long way where they used to just be kind of like Ronaldo and Hope. Like they've got some, they got some very, very good players. I think it, that could be a good, that could be a draw too. I wouldn't be surprised if both games were a draw because they're both they're both like competent teams. But yeah, France's depth is just it's scary. It's actually scary. Mm, I'm happy for France, yeah, because you often get PSG who are sort of the cash cows of the league racing mm. ahead. But then Lyon having a great Champions League and great season. Monaco always there or thereabouts. Um, so yeah, I think France France again. Uh, for the for the Euros next year, um, I watched a bit of the Spain uh, Switzerland one where Jaka, I think it was Jaka, slipped, they got the ball back in his own area, slipped, and then got megged, and then the key, and then Spain scored as a result of it. <laughs> so um, it wasn't a fault the keeper sort of set him up there for failure, but to get megged as the assist, and then yeah, it was not looking good for uh, for our man there. Um, just some. Other fixtures that we can cover. I mean, we've got England again, uh, Denmark needing to win that. We'll see what happens after the result of the uh, Belgian game. But yeah, get the uh, get these Nations League games out of the way, um, international friendlies out of the way, and they sort of just don't really agree with everyone at the minute. We'll get the Prem started. Uh, some results leading on to teams. We've got into Miami losing to New York. Oh, New is it? Cow's team into Miami. How they getting on, man? Got stateside. Yo, my official second team into Miami, <laughs> uh, headed by the uh, the supremo David Beckham himself. And um, the, I'm so pleased to say that they've been doing it really well recently. Um, they played uh, New York Red Bulls back to back. They took an L in the first game, uh, losing three two at home. But they went away and they got the win. And not only did they get the win, but Gonzalo Higuain scored his first goal for Inter Miami. Absolute scenes. 
and um, and then they went and followed that up with a back-to-back win. They went and beat um, Atlanta as well. Um, so, yeah, so what we've got now is we've got a situation where this brand-new team playing their first ever season in the MLS on our off the bottom of the table, and those back-to-back wins have taken them up to 11th place um, and on 17 points. So, yeah, congratulations to Inner Miami. They're killing it. Nice, nice. I can I can envision in a in a year or two you you reporting live from Miami Beach doing a, <laughs> doing a podcast special for the fans and just I can I can see it, man. I'm gonna put it out there in the universe. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that sounds like a, a good thing for me to be doing. That right? sounds like a vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we will support support a GoFundMe to. Uh... <laughs> no, just don't do OnlyFans, man. Carl's got that. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, one other game that was of some interest, especially for Arsenal fans, was uh, the Eng- uh, England under-21 game against Andorra with Eddie Nketiah um, getting on the score sheet once again and now equaling Francis Jeffers and Alan Shearer's scoring record for under-21s. Ashley, being a gooner yourself, do you think he can push on and cement his place in the Arsenal eleven ahead of um, Lacazette? man like Marlowe. Um... <laughs> You know, now, you know what? I I have reservations about Eddie. I think he's a very good scorer of goals. I don't think he's a very good player. And I think it gets, comes to a point where you need him maybe a little bit more. I don't know if he can, if you get to the point where he's starting for Arsenal week in, week out. I think he could have a good Premier League career, but I don't necessarily know if his future will be 100% with Arsenal, if I'm honest. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I think good finisher in and around the box, mm. but hold up play. Not there yet. Yeah. Dribbling, past, dribbling past the player, not existent. He's got to be a quick lad. I mean, he can't be yeah. a stump. And he, and he did it for Leeds in the Championship and Bielsa sort of was reluctant to start him. And when he did play him off the bench, he popped up and scored. And mm. I know the Championship's a different uh, situation than the Prem. But, I mean, I hope he does well because he's obviously, uh, you know, one of our own local lad. Well, not a local lad, but he's, so he's come up through the Youth Academy and whatnot. And, um, we shall see, but happy that he, he he's made the he's continued yeah. scoring for under twenty ones. Southgate should then think all the players who are doing well in the under twenty ones carry them on through into the first team because you know that that's what was missing over our generations that mm. young youth players that were doing the international uh, circuit at a young age then weren't carrying on into the first team and that's where Spain and Germany did so well over those years where they just carried it on. So watch this space for Eddie. He's not a player who could have a great career at West Ham. I was just like, thinking yeah, that. He's I mean, one of them, like, yeah, yeah. He's one of those. Like, he might never make the grade at like an Arsenal, but West Ham or a Southampton, that sort of club, he could yeah. be like a really good goal scorer for those mm. sort of clubs. Yeah, yeah, because he's not a bruiser, but he's, no. he's good in the air. Um, they've been using him for a lot of flick-ons and, and long balls, which always sort of just... That's not really Arsenal's game, but... Mm. Um, yeah, watch this space, watch this space. Right, from one young English striker to another, uh, Tammy Abraham, uh, birthday party, and him getting involved with, uh, not not on purpose, obviously, but breaking uh, lockdown rules. And then that resulted in, in not only him being dropped from the England squad or not, or not going to play these games, but Jordan Sancho and Ben Chilwell, um, What's your guys' opinion? Sort of 
should have known better or people around them should have should should have sort of supported them and not invited them and just sort of kept tonight from a bit of a funny one, isn't it, Ash? Yeah, it's it's hard because it's a surprise birthday party. He's gonna go. You kind of can't tell him that people are coming. Um, and obviously, if he's a mate, like whether it be Chilwell or Sancho, you're gonna want to be there for them. But just knowing what you know about England at the moment and the scrutiny that players are under for any kind of breach, it does make it really, really difficult. And it's hard to just put life on pause. Like lots of people in like normal walks of life, let alone like the high pressure of football. Everything isn't the same at the moment. This new normal isn't right for everyone. So to be able to celebrate someone's birthday doesn't feel like it's a lot. But with the social distancing laws, as confusing as they are, let's 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 also put in that caveat. It's it it, it is a bit unfair. And I think what Shaftgate did was fair. He said we know what we won't consider you for the first game, which was a friendly. But now you're back in for the for the meaningful games. I think he's handled it very well. And I don't think it's Tammy's fault at all. Um, and then, yeah, this week kind of move on from it. It's very different, different from the Greenwood and Foden situation. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but they'll, they'll obviously learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Do, um, Paddy, what's your views on sort of the Southgate camp? I mean, he's obviously trying to be the enforcer and disciplinarian, but there's a lot of issues at the moment, you could say, with players misbehaving. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a young squad. The England squad's very young. I think that that suits Gareth in a way. He can be that enforcer. Um, I I just think the English media is is classic, isn't it? It's the way yeah. it's the way they do it. Like they they build people up and then want to cut their legs out from underneath them in a, in a tabloid story. Um, I think he's got a tough job on his hands, but I think he's also got a very talented bunch and he's aware of that. So he's he needs to keep them on side. Um, I, I agree with Ash. Whatever Ash said, I think it's different to the Foden and Greenwood one. Mm. Um, and I feel, I feel like he ha- he does handle the media quite well. Southgate, they mm. they haven't turned on him. Because he does handle them um, very well. Whether he's the person to kick England onto the next level with that talent, I don't know. Um, but he's doing a good job at the minute. To be fair to him, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the media darling still at Southgate because obviously getting getting England to the semi final and and the way they dealt with the psychology of the penalties and not taking into account the media hype. I think that was brilliant. And then also the work he did with England going away camping with the SAS and just dealing with stress and and different moments. I'm really interested in the sports psychology side of it. Um, mm. I think he can take England as far you know whether they'll win it. I think it's down to luck at the end of the day at a tournament. You know, all it takes is a is a decision here or there or VAR working in your favour or not. Um, so we shall wait and see. It'll be a good test to see how far they've come today against Belgium. But um, yeah, too much well. Just unlucky with the lads. And then everyone's got camera phones nowadays, so nothing you can do will go unnoticed. Do you know what I mean? It's, and then as That's as, thing, though. Speak to your people. Don't upload nothing. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It was a, it was a part. Everyone then should have known who you were. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not like the girls in Iceland who are definitely going to go away and tell everyone. That's different. This is this is your mates supposedly. They should know better than uploading stuff. Right. I'd be fuming with my mates if I was in their situation. Yeah, you almost sort of then want to put everyone's phones in a bag and just sort of sign a straight ND, NDA. NDA. Yeah. You know, I, do, I know I spoke about it last time, but NDAs literally are just standard. It's as standard as the invite now. 
Like, it's like the invite comes, would you attend, by the way, like, people need to be protective of these things because, like we said, it's, it's, it's very different. Lots of things are leaking out and there's every reason for people to, like, just kind of harangue you about this stuff. So you need to be very careful. Very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Watch this space. Moving on, just talking of COVID. I mean, I obviously don't want it to consume uh, the podcast as always, but an interesting story here and it gives us hope for all of us old boys playing football still and those over the uh, over the certain age but Ukraine include a 45 year old retired goalkeeper in squad amid Covid crisis um, I'm going to try and say this Alexander Shovkovsky uh, is also seen as the assistant manager but Ukraine have included a 45 year old retired goalkeeper in the squad for their friendly which was against France yeah, that's, that's the one where they held they held seven. They held <laughs> seven. So lucky he didn't. Um, he wasn't in goal there. Otherwise, he probably, you know, something could have happened there to his health. Poor man. But um, I mean, it's, it's it's giving us, it's giving everyone uh, high hopes, and it's showing that COVID is affecting, <clears throat> excuse me, squad rotation and teams. And uh, but it's good. I'm happy for him. You know, he's sort of come out of uh, retirement and he's playing international. So I mean, Paddy, you're still playing, right? And obviously, you're not of this man's age, but. I think I think I'm behind um, McShane and Richard Dunn in the line to be called up if any Irish. <laughs> so, you know what? It's not exactly an illustrious list in front of me, so I might get lucky. Hey, Phil Bab as well. Maybe throw Phil Bab in the mix. Hey, bro, you're better than McShane, you know. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. But the Ireland team's been hit by the COVID, so we couldn't play Aaron Connolly or Adam Ida in a must-win game. Um, against Slovakia the other night because they'd been close contacts of people and they're, they're two of our like good better strikers and we couldn't play them if play McGoldrick who has strengths but that isn't going in behind and scoring goals isn't one of them so yeah it's, it's, it's impacting people why are you laughing leave McGoldrick alone he does what he does but, um, you just said he's a striker who doesn't score goals that's not one of you <laughs> yeah every time he yeah, Heskey. You know, I mean, we got these guys. They just, I know, they... I know, but still, it's just hilarious to hear Firmino, that. Firmino. I, I don't know if I can put McGoldrick on Firmino's level, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's just difficult. I think for, for for nations, like you say, I think I think playing international friendlies at this time is absolutely mm. ridiculous. Mm. Regardless, I think we're trying to tell everyone you stay where you are, and now we're then sending not just players, but their the the staff teams, everyone else as well yeah. as well. Around yeah, Europe, or around the world, I think that's a scandalous decision. I don't think there's that's, there's any wisdom in that at all. But yeah, I think it's, this is the pattern now. See, you see it in the NFL, and I think when it starts in the Premier League, you're preparing for a game, and your star striker or star centre back test positive, and then you've got to play the game without him. I think that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of a mad one, and it's it's causing players to drop out. I know Tierney has to self isolate now, mm. uh, which Arsenal fans aren't happy, especially as their first game back is a Man City away. To City, um, someone just posted like pandemic COVID Premier League kits. I left, I left to share it to you guys, but uh, they're looking like F1 drivers with their football kits. But um, <laughs> it's it's mad times. Maybe too soon to bring back fans as well. Um, mm. Although it'd be a nice touch. We are missing, we are missing football in the flesh. A lot of teams are going, a lot of people are going to sort of non-league and, and semi-pro now to watch. Um, and there's someone someone put on their story there were more fa- there were more flags than fans at one game the other day so that's a, Mad. that's telltale sign but if you are listening and you play sort of Sunday league Saturday league obviously we want you to be safe 
Um, Paddy, you're still playing. So how's that going with the safety five? You know, you, you said you're still playing, right? Is it Saturday League? Yeah, that's Saturday, Saturday League football. Yeah, so how's it going in, in, in the terms of track and trace or the players, wash, you know, just keeping safe and whatnot? Yeah, no changing rooms. So it's changed pitch side. Um, and then you've got to give your name and number to the opposition and they have to give a list of theirs as well to you and they have to submit that to the league as part of the formal paperwork now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I find it crazy that I can go and play full contact football on a Saturday but I can't go around my mum's with like, my, with like family members. It's just a, it's yeah, it's just, just crazy time. But yeah. yeah, It's great to be able to play. It's a bit of normality. Just You sort of forget about it when you just there and you're playing mm-hmm. um, which is nice I think escapism gone, gone are the days then where you're giving your name and your number and you're getting like your, your mate who's semi-pro you're calling him <laughs> last minute and he's coming and he's just running rings around something you've got to give like your proper names and stuff so them, them days are long gone now I'd, I'd say yeah, long gone the ringers are dead that's how it is <laughs> oh, we've all played with a few ringers I played with one ringer and he was like I think Birmingham and he was like the Nike Nike FC captain. You remember when Nike had a team and they yeah, were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at Hackney Marshes and he played for us and all I had to do was just put the ball in front and it was them days are long gone, man. But big up the ringers who were getting called up last Come minute to, for the hung up for the hungover people on the Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> um and all, all the Saturday and Sunday leagues, no matter where you're listening, we appreciate you obviously doing it grassroots and still going. So just be safe. Um Ash, I'm going to look to... Is there anything else you want to add or Cal, just before I'm conscious of time and we've covered a lot today already? Yeah, nah, just... Um, I think I completely agree with Paddy's point. International football just doesn't make any sense right now. Like, it just it, it just doesn't make sense for us to do this right now, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, nah, just looking forward to the Prem being back next week. Fantasy is still an absolute joke. Um, kind of glad we didn't even speak about it this week. But um, yeah, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Um, I made a a little boo-boo earlier with the Inter Milan results Um, what I meant to say was Inter Milan beat Houston Inter Miami excuse me beat Houston 1-0 but they've actually got a fixture coming up tonight so if anybody feels like staying up till stupid o'clock you can go ahead and watch Inter Miami playing Atlanta tonight um and um yeah and, and and shout out to you for putting that vision in my mind i'm actually quite excited about being a play on podcast correspondent broadcasting live from miami beach covering the game over there that would be amazing listen if you can dream it you can achieve it we're going to put it on the universe and i know we have people listening from all over the world so if you want us to review or talk about any games your sides let us know uh, at beer at bands at podcast play on obviously all the information is on the socials um let's get cal across the seas to Miami and uh, if he goes I'm going to well the missus won't let me go obviously but I'll, I'll be there in spirit Zoom call or something we can do it we can do it we can do a link up we can do a live um, don't forget we're, we're doing the Instagram Sunday sessions I thought I still haven't thought of a cool name I was going to call it the warm down but I think talk sports already got that um, so we're doing like a live Sunday session in the evenings where we talk results talk fantasy and that's going quite well so thank you everyone that's getting involved don't forget to tell your mates about us and thank you paddy for coming on the show bro yeah man thanks for having me it's good fun yeah really good fun keep up the good work you lot it's a it's a natural refreshing listen so well done oh wicked yeah yeah yeah. and uh big up all of paddy's mates who are listening because he's of course going to tell everyone that he uh he absolutely bossed it today on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) we should now to be fair we should give a shout out to johnny to um gem 
um, and all the rest of the City Gateway guys. So yeah, what's happening, guys? Big up all the lads. Big up everyone. Yeah, we're on we're on all podcast platforms. Um, yada yada yada. Social media, you know what to do. So we spoke today. We had our guest Paddy talking about West Ham. We spoke about our deadline deals that have recently just come out. Results over in America and internationals, and then the and the fixtures coming up, obviously for the Nations League. General news: We've had Bell making his debut. Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell, and Jordan Sancho getting dropped from the England setup due to recent lockdown rules. Retired goalkeeper making his return at the young age of 45 or so. There is so much to cover, so much more. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben. I've been Cal. I've been Ash. Paddy. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Peace. Dope. You could do like a Premier League Irish 11.